Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. to the Run to Daylight podcast. I'm your host, Todd Burroughs. Thank you for joining. Thank you to anyone who's listening. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Todd, T-O-D, from PA. And I'll be joined in a minute again by a frequent contributor to the show. Uh, I can't call it Tuesdays with Tasso again because we're doing it on a Wednesday, but Nick Tasso will be joining us very shortly after I get out of the way a couple small pieces of business. Um, you can find the podcast on iTunes. Go there. Please rate it. Um, follow it. Subscribe it. It's, it's supposed to help, so I would appreciate it. We also can be found on DailyRotoSharks.com. Daily Roto Sharks is a great place, especially if you're a young guy. There's a great community of young guys who are trying to get ahead in the DFS industry. They also have sheets of information that they sell. It's one price for the year, um, and it's it's really a great value. So check out DailyRotoSharks.com, and you will also be able to see not only this podcast, but any of the older podcasts should be up on DailyRotoSharks.com. With that out of the way, I bring Nick in. Nick, how you doing? I am good, just taking in. We had a week off last week. I think we should change the name to uh, Sometimes Tuesday with Tasso. I think that would be yeah. more appropriate. Or, 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 or the, the, the Wednesday weekday wind, um, because you know, I, I, I fart a lot during the show. Um, oh, all right, then. So you, you're, uh, you're doing some realtor work these days. How, how do, how, how's that going? It's good. Busy, man. Working seven days, two different jobs, and uh, baseball c- kind of killed me over at uh, DFC, uh, the cafe. Um, but I'm I'm hanging in there, getting ready for uh, NBA and enjoying football so far. You, you know, that's the thing that, you know, I'm, I'm in sales. I've been in sales a long time. And I look at realtors, and I'm like, son of a bitch, you guys work like – Seven days a week, if a client calls you and wants to go see a house, you got to drop whatever you were doing. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of it is is just being able to to be available, and it's, it's a tough thing sometimes when you have other responsibilities, but you just got to make it work, you know? Absolutely, and you know I wish you the best with it. And uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta think that when you do make a sale, it's a wonderful feeling. Absolutely, and just so everyone who is listening, I am uh, Rhode Island uh, licensed. So if there's anyone in the Rhode Island area who needs a house, yeah, if you live selling, in that, if you live in that eight mile st- long state, Nick can help you in any of the eight miles. Only the two cities, right? It's so small. <laughs> 
I, 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 I once got drunk in Rhode Island and, and went outside to take a piss, and I pissed huh? into Massachusetts. Oh, wow, that's a good one. Speaking of pissing outside, <laughs> I went to school in New Hampshire, and if you do that and you get caught, you become a sex offender, just so everyone knows. So don't piss outside in New Hampshire. Are you serious? Yeah, they they uh I think it's like an offense one or whatever for New Hampshire if you get caught taking a leak outside. Jeez. Remind me not not to uh drink there. Well you just did. All right, so we're gonna go. head right in we're gonna head right into the games. Um, you know, the the way we do it is we go through the scores and who the teams will be playing next week. A couple of the key takeaways, we're trying to cut the show from about an hour and fifteen to under an hour. So uh, we're really just going to try and focus on some of the key points, um, food for thought as we are either doing the show early week or like today, midweek. So the first game was the Cardinals at the 49ers, the Cardinals who desperately needed a win, got a win, moved to two and three. The Niners are one and four. David Johnson had a huge game for the Cardinals. He was a one-man offensive show. Well, Fitz had a good game, too. So, Nick, is David Johnson the real deal? His performance was amazing. And, you know, do you think if you had push come to shove for the rest of the season and and you had David Johnson and someone offered you Le'Veon Bell, do you take the deal or do you pass? Uh, that's a tough trade to be honest with you because David Johnson from the get-go has really shown uh, that he can take control of uh, pretty much any game. I know without Carson Palmer last week, they probably relied a little bit more on him than they usually uh, would have. But if you think about it, Carson Palmer, he hasn't shown uh, the same ability as he has in past years. So even with him coming back against the Jets this weekend, I still think this is going to turn into a David Johnson kind of show. Um, I, I don't think he'll get 27 carries again, but probably 20 and featured somewhat in the passing game is definitely a possibility for him. Yeah, I wouldn't make that trade just because I think Bell um, is such an amazing player, but David Johnson does all three things you want. He catches the ball, he gets the goal line work, and he doesn't have a drug problem, you know, and, you know, with these drug guys, you just never know when it's going to strike again. The Cardinals' defense definitely played better, but still there were some signs. You know, they weren't as tough as we thought they were coming into the season. Will this defense be able to keep the Jets from scoring? Yeah, I definitely think so. You look at the Jets, little hurt, Decker's out for the year basically, and uh, there's just not a lot to like there. They're one and four, and. Uh, this game's going to be at home for the Cardinals. Uh, so I just think the Jets going into uh, Arizona, the uh, hour difference, couple-hour difference, I think, are going to affect them. And I, and I think you're going to see a good defensive outing from this Cardinals. Awesome. Um, the big news out of San Francisco is they redid the contract of Colin Kaepernick, and he will be getting the start. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, you know, got and lost another chance, I think, He'll never get another chance to be a starter in this league. But your thoughts on the change from Kaepernick to Blaine Gabbert going forward? 
Yeah, I definitely think as long as Kaepernick stands up and actually can take the uh, position, um, I think he's a little bit of an upgrade for uh, for the 49ers. I mean, they're one and four. You really don't expect too much out of them. So basically, you just got to go with Kaepernick and kind of hope he does something well for the team. Uh, as for fantasy value, uh, I think you have to wait and see a little bit. I know the Bills' defense isn't really the best uh, out there, but I still think um, they have – pretty good guys up front and and I think you just have to wait a little bit with Kaepernick. Yeah, I, I think two things. I think one, he makes Tory Smith an interesting dart throw in DFS this week. Uh, where Blaine Gabbert never looked down the field to make the longer throws. Uh, Kaepernick can make those throws. And my contrarian stack of the week is Kaepernick with Carlos Hyde. Um, the way they run that that read option, um, it's going to put a lot of pressure on that defense in a way that they might not be used to. And again, it's it's not going to take up a lot of my uh, GPP business, but I think that Kaepernick with Hyde, um, having Kaepernick, you know, and having to honor his run. I think is going to open up for both of them. So um, that's my contrarian GPP idea um, that I wanted to throw out there. Yeah, I could definitely see that too. Uh, I have a little concern though, San Francisco just traveling to the East Coast. A lot of times we see that there's a letdown uh, with the West Coast teams, uh, but one in four, they really don't don't have much going for them. Uh, moving on to the next game, Todd, we have the Patriots uh, basically blow out the Browns 33-13 to in Tom Brady's return. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. You might not believe me, but I was all over Martellus Bennett. Uh, he had a huge game, three touchdowns. What about you? Were you on him last week? And how do we figure out each week which Patriot to play since they just have so many options right now? Yeah, Bennett, if you listened to the pod last week, was my number one tight end. Um, I did end up moving down from about 35% to 25%, so you know I was kicking myself. Um, because I, I that blurb that Gronk was a little bit healthier, um, you know, kind of kind of took me off of him a little bit. But I think the way to play the Patriots, unfortunately, because they do have so many options, I think you got to pick your week for Gronk um, and and mix him in a little bit. But I think you got to go for the low price guys and just you know, GPP it last week, my lineups, um, I, a couple of the ones I had with Brady, I had both Hogan and Bennett and those definitely cashed. So I think that, um, it's tough to kind of figure out what to do each week and you might need to go naked Brady because trying to figure out which of his receivers are going to get the, uh, to stack him with could drive you crazy because they have so many options. Was Naked Brady a punter on his little four-game vacation over in, what was it, Italy? It wasn't, but uh, I'll let the listeners decide for themselves. All right. I heard a lot of people were disappointed because you didn't get two good pictures. Um, it was kind of side angle, but I didn't look, so I really don't know, to be honest with you. Was he really uh, naked? I didn't know that. No, it was all over the uh, Boston News and um, sports radio there apparently you could like see his bum and all that nonsense but there is no anything else and I'm kind of uncomfortable so uh, we're just going to move on now uh, we got yeah I, 
I, I'm good. 11 minutes into this, and I'm already weird. So uh, let's move <laughs> on to the Browns side. Crowell had his first bad game of the season. Uh, they get a matchup against the Titans this week. Is this a good bounce-back spot for him? It's not a great bounce-back spot. The Titans are one of the funnel defenses in this league, uh, much better against the run than the pass. Um, I do think he'll do better than he did last week, but now that his price has gone up, I I don't see him as being a a great GPP play for this week. And if you remember, I was really on him a couple weeks ago. Um, And, you know, if I'm going to play anyone from the Browns this week, I think it's going to be Pryor. Errol, right? Yep. So we move on to the – we move on to the next game. Um, the Lions came from behind, got the victory over the Eagles in a pretty interesting day. Ryan Matthews with a big fumble. But Carson Wentz took his first loss of his career. He still put up two TDs, though, in 230-plus yards in a road game. Do you think he rallies this week against the Redskins? I personally think he does. I mean, it wasn't a terrible game. The yardage was a little bit low um, than you'd want to see out of him. But overall, he was 25 for 33, so the percentage was still there. And I I think he's going to learn a lot from this game. And it wasn't always his fault. They they had a lead for a little bit of it, and uh, defense kind of uh, failed them at the end. So uh, I think he comes back. Redskins aren't the toughest defense, but they're also not the easiest. So I think it's kind of a mixed bag this week for Carson Wentz. Um, I don't yeah, mind from, him. Yep, go ahead. From a game fl- uh, flow perspective, you know, the Redskins are easier to run on. That's why I was so on Crowell a couple weeks ago. Um, the, the the issue is that Matthews is looks like the lead back, but it could be a Sproles game. That, that, in, that Eagles backfield is kind of tough to predict. Over for the Lions, though, Riddick, two TDs in the passing game. I had about 18% of him. And then he really didn't do much in the second half. Jones got a receiving TD, got um, dinged up again. So how do we figure out who gets the ball for this offense as we move forward? For wide receivers, it's tough because there's just uh, so many guys who could really have the opportunities down low. I know Jones, he's been pretty consistent um, getting the red zone look. So I don't mind him, but typically I'd probably stay away because he still has Golden Tate and Quinn Bolden who could could uh, potentially do some damage. So if we're back on the uh, naked QB thing, I wouldn't mind playing Stafford um, by himself going forward. Obviously this week I'm not a huge fan of it. Rams defense is typically a little bit better. They weren't too great last week, uh, but typically they're they're pretty good defense. Uh, as for Riddick, though, I think right now you can kind of utilize him in all formats. Um, he's just doing a little bit of everything. He's always around the ball, and uh, Stafford has a look to him a lot, so I really don't uh, mind him. Uh, rushing game is a little up and down, but as long as he's getting touchdowns and getting some of the uh, – the ball carries uh, is definitely going to help. I, I think the uh, the sign for set kind of is going to mess things up, but for the most part, Rick does see a lot more uh, offensive touches receiving for a uh, running back. Uh, Todd, we're going to move on now. We next game that we're going to talk about is going to be the Colts 
They uh, put up 29 points against the Bears, who only scored 23. So the Colts will face the Texans in this upcoming Sunday night game. Uh, Colts passed on the bye week and got a tough one at home, like I just said. Uh, with the Texans up next, uh, T.Y. had another really big game last week. Should we be on him for DFS this week? Well, here's the conundrum. I mean, he's certainly getting the targets, <clears throat> but, <clears throat> you know, I was looking at his ownership, uh, what what they think his ownership's going to be on – uh, fantasy labs and they they have him in the 17 to 20 percent range and historically he is not nearly as effective on the road so with higher ownership and being on the road I'm probably going to uh, be in a fade position uh, maybe totally yeah I can definitely see that um, I'm kind of on that same boat especially uh I know we didn't talk about it, but even with Martellus Bennett, I think he's going to be in that same kind of range, and that's kind of where you want to fade him. So I can definitely see this being a, a fade game for T.Y., um, and I'm probably fading Bennett. I know that was a few games ago, but I just forgot to mention it. So um, Cam Meredith, uh, who you might have asked, uh, I'm a little unfamiliar, but obviously you are, Todd. What are your thoughts on him, and is he going to be the most popular waiver ad in most leagues this week? Can we count on him also in DFS? Well, he ain't available in my leagues because due to the wonder of Twitter and me listening to um, podcasts and being reminded by smart people about him, I added him in, I think, four of my seven leagues I just couldn't in others because of bye weeks, and um, one with you know two dynasty leagues he was already taken. But um, yeah, I, I scooped him up for free last week, so I'm I'm feeling good. I I think he is definitely in play this week. Uh, right now, um, he is projected to have 26 to 30 percent ownership at 4100. I mean, he's getting an insane amount of targets. Um, I'm still not sure. I mean, I'm going to have some of him, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be higher even weight or underweight on him at this point. But, um, I mean, he gets he's big. He gets red zone looks. There's a lot to like there. Um, but um, it's... It's so you know I I it's um I just got to get further down the line before I can decide how much of him I'm going to use this week. Um, along with Brian Hoyer, uh, I'm waiting for him to turn back into Hoyer the Destroyer, but um, right now he looks pretty good. So we'll move on to the next game, and that was the Titans getting a nice road win over the fairly hapless Dolphins, 30 to 17. Ryan Tannehill. Um, I, I faded him at the last minute. I had had about 10% on him. Uh, but this Dolphins team is pretty much a mess right now. I mean, you can't even count on Jarvis Landry at this point. Will they get this thing going? And what do you expect facing the Steelers at home this weekend? 
Yeah, absolutely. The uh, Dolphins for me are a complete fade. There's really nothing to like out of this team, um, even in the rushing game. Jay Adai, uh, Ajay hasn't really shown too much either. And like you said, Jarvis Landry last year was your number one guy uh, week in, week out for cash, basically for wide receivers uh, at a decent price. And now it's hard to really trust him. Um, I know it was only one bad game, and that could definitely turn around. But at the end of the day, it's against the Steelers. Uh, even though this game is another home game, I'm still going to shy away from basically all these Dolphins players. Yeah, I still have Tanny on my list of QBs I'm looking at because he'll be so low-owned and he's at home, and the way to beat the Steelers is through the air. But I think, you know, one of my key focuses is to try and be more narrow, and I'm pretty sure I won't have uh, much, if any, Tannehill by the time we finish. Uh, The Titans could be tied for first after this weekend with a win. They face the woeful Browns at home, but they're 0-2 this year. Do you think Mariota continues to play better like he did last week and get the win at home? Do you think he's finally figured things out? Yeah, I'm still on the fence here. I'm not a huge uh, fan of Mariota, and I just think personally he uh, hasn't shown much. One game really doesn't do a lot. He did have uh, three touchdowns, but at the end of the day, he only put together 163 yards, and that's just not going to do it, even though it is against the Browns. I think the Titans still might uh, squeak out a win here, but for DFS purposes, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Marcus Mariota here. At 6,100 with the ability to run, um, he's definitely on my list. Uh, But, again, I just haven't narrowed it down enough. So, um, yeah, it's – I I love the fact that, you know, he could break off a 50-yard run at any time like he did last year in that game against the Saints. But, uh, you know, that's uh, – it's – it's it, it it depends on where I think his ownership is going to be. Yeah, I agree with you. I think um, at the end of the year, he, he looked pretty good, but I think his games are going to be far and few between. Um, he's still up and down, so I'm a little kind of on the fence with him, and I'm just not ready to fall in love with him yet, even though the Browns' defense, offense, everything part of the Browns is terrible. Uh, moving on here, Todd. Uh, the Redskins got a tough road victory. Last week over the Ravens, it was 16-10, squeaked it out. Uh, After a big week, Cousins again struggled. What do you attribute uh, this to, and how do you feel about him this week against the Eagles? Well, you know, one of the big, you know, we're getting into the season a little bit where weather starts to be a concern. There was a hurricane a uh, lot of wind. So um, I had going into the game some Flacco, some Steve Smith, and some Pitta, some Wallace. And I, I pretty much got rid of all of it uh, on Sunday morning on the news that there was going to be 20 to 30 mile an hour winds, as you know, winds really can affect your performance. So for that reason, I'm willing to give Cousins a pass. And since the Eagles are so good at stopping the run, I think they're going to have to throw the ball. So, yeah, I mean, I think that he definitely is in the list of people you need to look at this week. You know, I don't love the fact that... Um, Jordan Reed. You know, what's that? I was just going to say Jordan Reed. 
Well, I, I, I like, yeah, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with Jordan Reed. But, no, but um, yeah. you know, he's not he my not top guy, well. but, yeah, but you know, again, uh, game flow-wise, you know, at this point of the week, that's what I'm looking at, game flow. And with the Eagles being so tough against the run, he's going to be chucking the ball. So, um, you know, if you're doing a list to do more evaluation on, yeah, I, I got Cousins on that list. All righty. But um, what about what would you do if uh, Jordan Reed doesn't play though this week because of the concussion? Is he, is he dinged up? Is he dinged up? Yeah, 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 I hadn't yeah. heard that. Yeah, yeah. So um, he's being evaluated for a concussion, so there's potential that he might not play this weekend. So do you like him, uh, Cousins, a little bit less because of this, or do oh, you think that he could find his way less. with Deshaun Jackson? Um, yeah, significantly uh, less. Uh, but I will tell you, if he is not playing, Niles Paul immediately goes on my radar. I mean, the man has talent, and he's done it in the past. And if you're looking for a, a, a real contrarian stack, Niles Paul would immediately go on my radar if Jordan Reed's out. Absolutely. Moving on to the other side. Uh the Ravens, bad game all overall, basically. Steve Smith got hurt, uh, and you got Mark Trestman. He got fired. It's just not good for the Ravens. Um, Trestman supposedly got fired for not investing enough in the run game. Is the run game, therefore, the way to play the Ravens this week? What are your thoughts, Todd? I think they're going to try and run the ball more, but they picked a bad week to do it. If you remember the airplane movies, um, I, I, I guess I picked a bad week to give up cocaine. Well, the Ravens picked a bad week to want to start to run the ball because the Ravens definitely are more susceptible. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I apologize. Um, uh, uh, the Giants, I mean, I'm sorry. The Giants are much more susceptible to the pass than the run. So, um, and they're very bad against the tight end. Problem is, you know, Pitta was getting a ton of targets, but now they um, have the um, Gilmore is getting a lot of snaps too. So it's hard to trust. It's just hard to trust that. But I, I think that this isn't the ideal week to. Uh, to, to go run, but they, they're going to try and do it more. But I don't know that I have a lot of interest in Terrence West this week. All so we right. move on to the next game. It's the Vikings who have a bye this week. I mean, they just whomped the Texans. Um, the Texans have a big, big game against the Colts this weekend. Talk about going from – um, you know, the frying pan and getting completely out of the frying pan and having dinner yourself, uh, go, you know, going from playing the Vikings to the Colts uh, defense. The Texans are in the spotlight as they play the Sunday night this game this week against the Colts with Alfred Blue and Lamar Miller splitting carries, basically. Are either of these guys worth rostering at these time? Do you think that one of these players will outplay the other again? I kind of didn't know that this was going on. Uh, I didn't see much of that game. Um, what What are your thoughts, Nick? Yeah, I think it's a little tough. I, I know we talked about earlier in the year, Lamar Miller really, uh, he did good the first half, and then, and then he, he get 
too much of a workload and kind of slowly drift away and not be as effective. And uh, Alfred Blue actually, I uh, believe, out uh, had more touches than uh, Mr. Lamar Miller. So I don't know. At this point, um, not a huge fan. Uh, Miller had eight. Alfred Blue at six. It's just a tough thing. They're not really doing much. Oswald threw 42 times. So obviously that had a lot to do with the Vikings. Uh, I think they could go back to running it against the Colts. Uh, seems to be a little bit effective. It's just at this point, I'm not sure which back gets that. So I think I'm going to hold off a little bit. If I did have to, uh, if I did have to choose one, I'd probably go Lamar Miller just because, he has uh, shown it in the past, and Alfred Blue really hasn't. So that's kind of what I'm looking at for the uh, for this game. And as for Osweiler, um, 19 for 42, it's really not what you're looking for. Um, I think he could probably turn it around against his Colts defense. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think Osweiler needs to figure something out. And even though he has great weapons in uh, Hopkins and uh, Fuller, he just he's not producing. And all his targets, even though they're going to the, the better guys on that uh, wide receiving core, it's just not happening. Well, one of the things that I've learned from Bales is that, you know, this is exactly the type of week that you want to jump on Osweiler for GPPs. He's got the weapons. He's got the offense. Uh, Brown is back. I looked up the whole Miller thing, and I apologize I didn't notice it. Normally I watch, start watching some of the games, but I wasn't feeling too good early in the week. Um, it looks like they sat Miller at the end of the game, and that's where Blue got his touches. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on this offense this week. I think it's a good GPP offense with Fuller and, um, you know, and, and, and these targets. Uh, the yeah, Vikings get a, a week off going as the only 5-0 and team. Bradford's done quite the job, hasn't he? And they've got that great defense. Um, is he in a position to just not make stupid plays? I think so. I don't want to really compare him to uh, Trent Dilfer, um, but he has the potential with his defense to, as long as he keeps it uh, keeps it in and doesn't mess up too much, I think uh, – he'll have some success. I mean, they're the only uh, undefeated team still left, so you definitely have to like the Vikings so far. Yep, Uh, absolutely. We will be moving on, Todd. We're going to the blowout that the Steelers had over the Jets. Um, Jets seem to be in free fall and just got defeated by the Steelers, and their boy Eric Decker is done for the year. Um, We've kind of touched on this already. They go to Arizona. Tough matchup. Any interest by any player on the Jets this week? Well, one of the things that I like to do is I like to play road dog wide receivers. Um, And with um, the Jets fitting that bill, um, there's a good chance they're going to be way behind. Uh, Typically, I'd want to play Brandon Marshall this week. But with him getting a tough matchup with Patrick Peterson, I don't think that that's where I'm going to end up going. I, th- I think the whole team is a pass this week, and if you're wrong and they, they, they go off, well, then someone else will win the money. 
Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest with you, there's a good chance that uh, they're not going to go off. So I think you're safe money, um, even though you're road dog wide receiver. Every time I hear that, I think of uh, wrestling back in the uh, late 90s with the road dog, uh, Billy James or whatever his name was, and bad something, which you're not allowed it, to it, say. It, it, it is a good wrestling name. Yeah, so, uh, but we're here for football, so I'm going to focus. I have issues with that. So, uh, on <laughs> no the Steelers, their uh, offense seemed to be kind of a juggernaut lately. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's back. They play very easy on a uh, paper matchup against Dolphins. Uh, what do you think of the key players on the Steelers, and are you pretty much on everyone on this team in this matchup? Actually, no. You know, I I know that a lot of people are, are going to go to the well on Big Ben again. And look, you know, the Dolphins are so bad that it might not matter. But let's face it, Ben Roethlisberger has terrible road home splits. Um, he's 7,500. There's other people in that price range that are good as well. Um I don't think he's an awful play by any means, um, but with a, you know somewhere in the 10 to 12 percent ownership range, he's not jumping off the page at me. I love Brown, but his salary has gotten just historically. I mean, he he's the first ten thousand dollar wide receiver that I can remember. Um, so. Um, you know, I'm not really too much on him. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is going to be very highly owned, I think, but I do have interest in him. Um, you know, I don't know how you don't. He's going to have 25 to 30% ownership, but he's got the prime matchup. He's got the $7,900 salary. It's just kind of hard to play Brown when you can get Bell for 2100 less. Um, and the other guy that I, I'm, I'm not on coach this week. I was on him last week, but, uh, the guy I'm kind of on this week is Jesse James. I think Jesse James is an interesting way to be contrarian this week. So yeah, we move on to, go ahead. You, you want to jump in? No, on I was just letting you know, I'm, st- I'm still here. I didn't fall asleep, so you can keep going. Sorry about that. Excellent. No worries. All right, so the Falcons went into Denver and did something that they were not expected to do and got a win. Um, If you listened to my show last week, you know one of my biggest picks of the week was Freeman because I thought Coleman might sit out. Coleman didn't sit out, but Freeman still had a big week. Um, And, and you know, but was the game a big shocker to you, Nick? Did you see the Falcons scoring 23 points against that defense? At the end of the day, 23 points really isn't that much. So I guess I think the outcome was a big shocker to me. But when you think about it and uh, Pat Lynch replacing Semyon as his first game, it kind of all makes sense. So this is one of those where, in hindsight, it it all sort of makes sense. Um, 23 points is three three touchdowns based – basically, so it wasn't a huge deal. I know that the defense is still strong. Um, got a little injuries here or there, but uh, going forward, I think the Broncos defense is still one to be feared. Um, as for Pat Lynch, I, I know he's 
is in the mix to potentially play again this weekend. Simeon, I believe, is doubtful or questionable. I know they change all those around to mean different things. So until you hear otherwise, I believe it's going to be Pat Lynch uh, going forward. And against the Chargers, I think he's in a good spot here. Um, I think he's, he'll get the jitters from his first game away, out of the way, and I think he's going to have a decent game. It probably won't be the greatest, but uh, for DFS purposes, uh, I definitely don't mind him. Tevin Coleman had 132 yards in the air. Freeman's 88 yards rushing and a touchdown. Are both these guys viable to play in DFS considering they do both do different things? Or, you know, do you think that some weeks it's, you know, one's getting more receiving and the other one's getting more running? Um, is it too much of a risky play for you, Nick? Yeah, it really is a tough thing, Todd, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's okay to, to choose one of them uh, for – for GPPs and use the other one in some other lineups as well, just to differentiate between the two. But it always seems like one of these two guys really just goes off and you just have to get lucky with which one. Um, To be honest with you, I I probably wouldn't play either of these guys in cash until someone just completely comes out and uh, shows that they're the number one back or just gets all the red zone touches. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. At at the same time, they're both putting up big numbers almost every week. So it really is a conundrum that we have to look at. And that's why I was on Freeman last week on the news that Coleman might miss. Thank goodness he scored a decent amount, um, even with Coleman playing. Oh, absolutely. And it's crazy, but you could consider using both of them in a DFS lineup, but that's definitely GPP only. And and only if you really think uh, they're the only two guys who are going to get touchdowns. I've got them Uh, both in uh, my, my season long, my football guys championship, my big money league. And I, I, I think I played them both once. Um, and most times I pick the wrong I, – I, I just tend to start Freeman because I think his floor is safer, and the rest of my team is really strong. Um, I'm actually in 58th place out of about 7,000 guys. So I wish we were, like, in week 13 instead of week 6, but uh, you can't have everything in life. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only thing. If I had both, I would hate having to choose between uh, one of those just to know that you picked the wrong one. Uh, But it is what it is, Todd. I'm tired of talking about the Falcons. Let's move on. Uh, We're on to the Cowboys uh, in Bengals game. The Bengals got routed, uh, lost 28-14, to and they now go to New England. Uh, if you were going to play anyone on the Bengals this week, who would it be? Well, I'm not too interested, but, again, road wide receiver who gets a lot of targets, didn't have a big week last week. A.J. Green is certainly on my radar. Um, again, he's not going to be my highest own wide receiver, but I think that the Bengals um, – bounce back a little bit this week. Uh, And I think if Tyler Eifert comes back and takes some of the pressure off of Green, that actually will help him a little bit. But, uh, yeah, the only guy that I'd really consider right now is A.J. Green. A.J. Green, I definitely agree with that. He's 
he's a phenomenal play, even though going up against a decent you know, Patriots defense. Uh, on the other side of the ball, main reason for the Cowboys' win uh, would be what they got out of Ezekiel Elliott. Um, he had a huge week, obviously, the two touchdowns, a uh, bunch, a bunch of yards. And he's starting to look more and more like uh, DeMarco Murray of a couple of years ago. Is he now a must-play every week, or uh, do you have any other ideas on who to play this week for the Cowboys? Uh, I'm glad you kind of asked me that question because the Packers well, I'm glad have you're been uh, – <laughs> the Packers have been holding people to – just it's it's really going to be one of these irresistible forces meet the immovable object. The Packers have not been able to run be run on this year. They're I think it's like 1.8 yards per game, uh, carry, just something ridiculous like that. And you know, for GPPs, the one guy that I'm really interested this week is Dak. His salary's still low. And again, if you're thinking game flow, and you should be thinking game flow because that's the key to finding these gems in in GPPs, there's a good chance that the Cowboys can't run like they normally do. There's also a chance they could be down a couple touchdowns, and and Dak has to you know be unshackled and throw a lot. I could also see him running the ball more if they're behind. So to me. I kind of like Dak as a sneaky play this week. What do you think of that one? Yeah, I definitely agree. A lot of people are just going to shy away from the Packers. They, For whatever reason, a lot of people just think Packers have a pretty good uh, uh, defense uh, against the pass, and it's just, just people are set in that mindset. And even though it's not true, um, I, I think Dak could kind of have a nice little uh, day. Like you said, he could utilize uh, his feet a little bit. Um, and even get some decent passing yards. And so I definitely have to uh, like him there. Yep. On to the next game where the Bills went in and just cleaned the Rams' um, clock. I mean, that was some real 7-9 and nine bleep uh, by the Rams, you know, really laying an egg. So much for the whole East Coast team going West. I know that's not as big of a deal as West Coast teams coming East. But the Bills had lost Sammy Watkins. Um, I know you've been a huge fan of Shady McCoy basically all year. I felt the same way. He put up 150 rushing yards against um, a tough defense of the Rams. Is he almost a lock to be a sure thing week in and week out? Uh, I have to agree with that, to be honest with you, especially in this matchup against the 49ers. Uh, Bills now have won three straight, and McCoy's been a huge reason for that. Um, I look at this game, game flow-wise, and and I think that the Bills are kind of going to be up a little bit by a decent amount, so they're going to really rely on the the, uh, rushing ability of McCoy, and Niners' defense really isn't great, so... uh, I like him here. One thing to talk, though, is he's been typically going under own, um, and this might be because of the matchup. might be one of those games where he might see a little bit higher ownership, which might shy me away a little bit of him. But at the end of the day, for cash games, I really like uh, LaShawn McCoy. Case Keenum had another two-interception game. Um, Why do you think the Rams are still wasting their time with him? Is there a change coming on the horizon, and is anyone worth picking up, in your opinion, for DFS this week? 
So I think the Rams uh, are shooting for uh, shooting themselves in the foot. Um, they have three wins so far, and if they were just tanking, um, you would like to see them be 0-5. But I don't know. They're still winning a couple games with Case Keenum. I don't see much out of him. He doesn't throw too well, and he just doesn't do a lot of things that you'd like to see and doesn't put his team in the best position to win. And I think they're just wasting uh, a lot of games. When you have Todd Gurley, a guy who can do so much uh, rushing the ball, you you need some sort of competent QB, and that's not Case Keenum. I've shown zero signs that they're switching it out, but I I wouldn't mind uh, picking up one of their backups just to see if uh, season long, obviously, if they ever do make the switch. Yeah, I, I really was impressed by Mannion. I liked him a little bit coming out. I think he's got a good arm. He's got good height. And I think he's probably a, would prove to be a better quarterback than Case Keenum. So if you don't think that Goff is ready to play, and you want, which in itself is pretty embarrassing considering what Wentz is doing, um, I'd like to see them give Mannion a try. But, you know, it's Jeff Fisher, so I doubt that um, that's going to uh, happen. Yeah, he's kind of stubborn. It must be a mustache thing. Um, all right, Todd. I was going to make a joke about Ken Bone, but then I definitely failed that. I was going to try to correlate the the mustaches, but that didn't turn out well. So we're just going to move on. Raiders uh, and Chargers. Raiders 34-31. to 31. The Chargers lost another heartbreaker, and they have an extremely tough game against the Broncos on a short week. Um, the Falcons running back had a huge day against the vaunted Broncos defense, so does that mean – that we get all the shares of uh, Melvin Gordon this week. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, he has not been uh, an efficient running back. He has been an inefficient running back, uh, which I know is a phrase that is close to your heart. And he, you know, has lived off of some short touchdowns, which you can't count on against the Broncos. Um I just think that the the wheels are starting to come off from the Chargers with all the injuries and the tough losses. I I, I can't, you know, especially with the higher ownership that you typically get on Thursday games, I'm just not going to be playing Gordon. Yeah, I definitely see that there. Um, There's only one game for uh, this Broncos defense to get up in the run, so... I don't think it's a team you really want to attack right now, especially since they're probably pissed off that they lost. So let's talk about the Raiders then. They're now 4-1, and one, had a really good win, uh, but they have a tough matchup against the Chiefs. How do you feel about their running back situation? Well, thankfully, I faded Washington. I had a good bit of them. You know, high ownership last week, and they said they were going to split with uh, Richard. And they did. Um, I, I just still think that they're a fade. All right. Since you are not sold on the Raiders running backs, are you on David Carr? And what about his wide receivers options? And if so, why? Well, I, I, I do think Carr is a very intriguing uh, play this week. Uh, the Chiefs play man-to-man, and they leave their corners out on an island. And 
I think the guy to look at, I know he probably will have a little higher ownership after his big week and almost scoring some touchdowns, but I think Amari Cooper is the guy that I'm going to look at. I don't know if I'm going to stack him yet with Carr, um, but uh, let me look up Carr's ownership real quick. Five to eight percent on Carr. Cooper is right now at thirteen to sixteen percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on that thirteen to sixteen percent. Uh, so I do have some interest in uh, Cooper, and on FanDuel you gotta always be interested in Crabtree because of the uh, touchdown potential and red zone targets that he gets each week. Uh, on to the next game to where my Giants, uh, again, just looked awful. Eli Manning can't seem to get anything going. Um, but I know, Nick, you've been a huge fan of Victor Cruz this year, but he seems to tail off lately. Ended up with zero catches and only two targets. Are you giving up on him? And even more importantly, Odell made up with the kicking um, you know, net last week. They kissed and made up. Are you looking to uh, fire up Odell? Yeah, absolutely. I, I am disappointed with my friend, uh, Victor Cruz. He uh, disappointed me, but you know what? It's just time that you have to move on. So I think it's time to get back on the ODB junior train. He had 12 targets at that touchdown. Not too many yards, but at the end of the day, it was Packers defense. It wasn't the greatest defense, not the worst. Ravens sort of in turmoil uh, just in general. Their organization defense is still pretty good, but I don't know. I just think ODB should be able to have a pretty good game uh, upcoming. Uh, As for Victor Cruz, it's kind of a wait and see for me, but right now I'm kind of off him. Gotcha. Um, On the other side of the ball, Devontae Adams, three TDs in four games with Cobb and Nelson still in the mix. Do you think this production from Adams will continue? Yeah, it's hard to really deny that it's not going to continue just because he's been so good through the first uh, four games. But I also think that has a lot to do with uh, him being forgotten about when you have Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb out there, um, and he can kind of sneak in. He's gotten a few red zone looks too. So I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is sort of feeling more comfortable with him. But at the end of the day, I think uh, teams uh, defensively are going to start looking more towards him and, and they might try to mess up some uh, formations and, and stop him from getting the ball so easily. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that he gets enough consistent targets for my taste, but um, Eddie Lacy, I mean, he's still fat, but he had a pretty good week. And if he had a touchdown in this game, I think you'd be happy about his performance. 81 yards on 11 carries, is he even a thought when you're making your DFS team, Nick? Um, sadly, he's not. I mean, obviously, you, a lot of times, too, with um, running backs and wide receivers, you can really rate them on if they had a touchdown or not because that will make a huge difference at the end of the day for uh, DFS-wise. So it was really a tough call for him. He did have the 81 yards and only 11 carries, so he did look good. But at the end of the day, he's really an afterthought on this offense, even against uh, this upcoming game with the Cowboys where it could be kind of a close game um, and they might need to rely on the runs a little bit. I still think you kind of just fade him here. Uh 
to be honest with you. There's just so many options for for Aaron Rodgers to go to. Um, and you know what, Todd? We, we are going to do it. We're going to make an hour here. As long as we get it in within the next nine minutes, we have one more game. Are you ready? I am so stoked. Alrighty, surprise of the week. Buccaneers beat the Panthers 17-14. Uh, Mike Evans is a target beast, and he gets this week off, sadly. We'll talk about him next week, most likely. Uh, also with the Bucks, though, Charles Sims is on the IR, and Rodgers plays well. Do you think Rodgers should be added in season-long leagues? I think Martin, with Martin coming back, you have to temper how much of your money in blind bidding that you're going to spend on Rodgers. I find guys like him very difficult to have in season long, and they're guys that I more would want to take a GPP dart on. Typically, guys like him in the $3,000 range on DraftKings. Um, you know, if he gets the work and then he gets 15 to 20 points, you're golden. Um, if not, well, it's a GPP lineup, and you're trying to differentiate. Um, for season long, I find you know you spend your fab on a guy like that, you're blind bidding money on a guy like that, and then guess what? You just don't have, you know, it's like when do you start him? So um, yeah, you, he definitely shouldn't be on the waiver wire uh, because he is going to play, but I think he isn't someone I would spend a lot to get. Alrighty, let's talk about that other team in the game, the Panthers. What is wrong with them, Mr. Todd? Well, my personal feeling is sometimes, especially in the old days, back in the 80s, a lot of times teams that lost the Super Bowl would have um, bad years the following year. Um, Everything went right for the Panthers last year, and my take on Norman when they cut him was that they were underestimating what a big part of their success he was last year. And so you add that to the fact that Cam is kind of a good time guy. You know, when things are going well, no one's better than Cam. But, you know, if you can get in his head or there's some adversity, he doesn't handle it, I don't think, as well as some of the other guys um, that are, you know, considered in his ilk. I completely faded him in MFL 10s, um, but he certainly has a great matchup this week. So, Todd, do you think they bounce back this week then? Well, I think a lot of people are, are saying the Saints are going to win, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to take the Panthers. I think, you know, I think they're a better team. Even with all the issues, I do think they're a better team. Um what, you know, th- th- this is going to be the most heavily owned game in um, DFS, and I really think you need to find ways to differentiate yourself. One way I'll throw out there, uh, he's a guy I hate to play, but in GPPs, Ted Ginn, um, the ownership is going to be Newton, Olsen, Newton, Benjamin, but Ted Ginn has those two to three games a year where he catches a touchdown, uh, you know, 60-yarder, And on the fast turf in New Orleans, with them putting a lot of emphasis on the other two guys, um, I I love taking a shot or two in GPPs with Ted Ginn. That's a little risky, but I like it. It's very risky, and I hate doing it. But, you know, 
again, it's a leverage play this week. You know, some weeks it's just, well, you're just taking a, a, a dart throw. And I don't like taking dart throws. I'd rather let someone else take Ted Ginn. And, and if he beats me, he beats me. But this week, when you're looking at, you know, 20, 30% ownership on a lot of people in this game, if somehow Ted Ginn gets two touchdowns, and, you know, you've added the fact that you've eliminated so many other plays by him going off. And that's why I am a, a fan of the play this week, because not only um, is, is he able once in a while to go off, but you mitigate that because he has the ability to, um, you know, be a leverage play. And you can eliminate so many other people if, if, if you know, the, the offense ends up going through him instead of Olsen or Benjamin. Um, not, not going to be more than 10%, probably won't only be 5% of my lineups, but um, that is how it goes. So I, I know we didn't fit in enough Ken Bone and his red sweater for you this week. Maybe next week. Um, you know he has 100,000 followers on Twitter now. And before the debate, he had seven. And so, two being um, his grandmother. Don't forget about that. He what? Did you hear that story? No. He had, he had seven. He's close to 200,000 now for the record. Um, but before that, seven. And two of them was his grandmother because she had to create a new profile because she forgot her password. So then she created Excellent. a new one. I know. I this saw guy on one of the shows. He's actually pretty, you know... I mean, he's not a dumb guy, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad for him. I, I think you and I, uh, you know, we keep trying to get famous in the DFS industry. We need to get in on one of these debates and ask a good question and wear a, a really ugly sweater. I lost my chance. I had it uh, eight years ago. There was a debate at uh, the school I went to, Southern New Hampshire. I think it was uh, McCain, and I should have gone. It was on MTV, so everyone would have loved me. I should have worn, like, a, a clown suit or a Harambe suit, but it was a long well, time the, ago. Yeah, yeah, Harambe Her- suit, definitely. Uh, but he definitely was still alive in go. spirit. I just didn't know him yet. Yeah, I... Uh, I'm going to leave it there, right at an hour. Um, we're going to leave. Uh, why don't you tell people before we go, Nick, how they can find you on Twitter? Oh, you didn't do that already? I didn't. Oh, that's really rude. You can find me at the I, Inefficient 2. Yeah, I can't spell it? Inefficient, so that's my problem. All right, it's well, okay. in, in, in honor of Harambe, I'm going to lead us out tonight with Carry On Wayward Son from Kansas. Don't worry, Harambe. There'll be peace when you are done. We'll see you next week, folks. Carry on, my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no